fidelity high, the people you dig, the records they love. Delicate Steve is the stage name of the Brooklyn-based multi-instrumentalist Steve Marion. David Byrne of the Talking Heads signed Steve to his Lockabop label and released his first two albums in 2011 and 2012. He has toured and collaborated with Dirty Projectors, Built to Spill, Mac DeMarco, Lee Ronaldo of Sonic Youth, Zach Hill of Death Grips, and more. He has also appeared on albums by Ra Ra Riot, Ye Sayer, Sandre Lurche, and Paul Simon's latest record, Stranger to Stranger. Steve produced and played all the instruments on his new album, This is Steve, which is his anti-records debut. It has garnered wide critical acclaim with NPR Music stating, Here's something rare these days, an instrumental guitar rock record that's actually a joy to listen to. While the Wall Street Journal said, This is Steve is an invigorating blast of instrumental rock. This is Delicate Steve, and my fidelity high is Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones. I don't remember the first time I heard Exile on Main Street, but I think it would have been around the time that I had Napster um, on my computer, and I was just like on allmusic.com, which I would go on there and pick a pick a band, pick a like go through the, their disc- discography and. Uh, figure out the the like critics choice for that band um so i would start there with groups and i did that for like that's how i basically got into all this music that i grew up with is downloading the mp3s from napster when i was a little teenager okay i picked this because i listened to this record like all the time when i put an album on in my apartment in new york um when I have company, if I have a lady, a little date, put on Exile on Main Street just because it's a nice tone throughout the record. Um, and I also put it on, I'd say, like 70% of the time that I go for a run in, in Brooklyn. So I'll just have my iPhone and I don't use uh, earbuds. So I just have the speakerphone going and... Um, so it's like it's my it's my go to run music, my go to like date night music, apartment music, and I've and then also headphones walking down the street or in the car. It's just my go to record. It just makes me feel cool. Um I probably got the whole Stones catalog at the same time or like um Let It Bleed, like uh, what's the the, the like greatest hits um that came out maybe 15 years ago or whatever i got that i got i got probably five of their albums at once i that's what i used to do with bands like i would get the led zeppelin one through four physical graffiti house of the holy sit with it all um beatles all that stuff when i was first getting into it and i feel like i probably this one grew on me um, because it didn't have any songs that I instantly recognized um, as the as the hits when I f- was first getting into the, the band, and I just kind of kept coming back to it. Um, being a like a recording nerd and having made all my records um, in in my bedrooms, um, this was always like a frame of reference, just because there's like a piecemeal 
quality to it, but at the same time, there's this live energy that it's built upon, and it never really. It's just so fresh. It's not. It's not like uh, okay, we're gonna go in today. We're gonna get drums and bass. And now, from what I know about the record and and reading about how uh, it was recorded and what the vibe was like over there, you know, Charlie Watts might not have even been there for a couple of days, and so, you know, somebody hop, somebody else hops behind the drum kit, and like Keith plays bass. And I I used to make a lot of music like that with my friends and have my own little record label. Um, where a friend of mine would have 10 songs and not have a band and I'd put a band together in my room and we would cut, you know, cut tracks with whoever was there because we were all musicians who could play bass or play a little bit of drums. Um, and so I feel like this record has always been sort of like the, the blueprint of like why that, why I even thought that was possible to do that. Um, because this one sounds so good. This record was done in Nice, I believe, and Keith Richards was living there, I think because they were trying to avoid, like, tax, getting taxed or tax complications, so they all, you know, split up and moved all over, all over the place, and Charlie was, like, a six-hour drive from Keith, is what I remember hearing, um, so I think he would come for like three days at a time and then go home for three days at a time or something like that. And, uh, they set up everything in the basement of his, uh, his mansion. And I, I think I watched a documentary on this. There's like a, there's like an exile documentary that I remember being like, I can't even believe that I didn't hear about this sooner where, um, they talk about the vibe. Like there were kids there is one thing I heard. And and uh, who's to say if it's really like a drug-fueled vibe or not um, because it sort of comes off like that. But then it also uh, feels very inspired and just like off the cuff. And another thing I heard about it is that um, they would just beat a song to death and be working on it, not making any progress. And all of a sudden somebody would play one little lick and Keith would wake up and go like, what was that you just played? Play that again. Okay, you do this. And so after like a 12 hour day of no progress, a song would come in, you know, in like a minute. Um, which has definitely happened with me and with projects that I've been involved with. And so I can relate to, to that. There are certain records where every part of every song is completely lyrical to me. And I could, and I could, it all resonates like every part. And, and I think there are like 17, 18 tracks on this record. And, um, as soon as I put it on, I mean, it's like the opening guitar riff, the drums, Mick going, Oh yeah. And it, it and I can just, Every part of every song I can, everything sticks out. That's, 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 that's like the, uh, the overall impression when I listen to this record. It's like every part to me is like outstanding to my ears, which doesn't happen with every record and doesn't happen with 
it doesn't happen with every record where I, I think is it's a great record or I love all the songs. For for some reason to me, and it just maybe happens to be because these are my sensibilities also musically, but like I could just put this album on and I and every sound, every part, it just feels so melodic and it just sort of jumps out of the speakers to me. And at the same time, it's this tapestry of all of these really seemingly muddy and, uh, you know, excess- excessively overdubbed um, parts on top of each other. But to me, I could pick every one of them out and go, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it, and it sort of just happens right off the bat on, on Rocks Off. And then I could, I could actually, like, follow that thread till the end of the record. And it's like 17, 18 songs. And I don't know how that is, but there isn't a stinker on here. As a guitar player, this record speaks to me because everything, all of the lines, the slide lines, and the rhythm lines are are highly lyrical. That's how I would put it. They're, they're, they like, they sing, they sing to me. Um, but as a, I identify as as maybe as much of a as much as a producer as I do a guitar player. Um, although my band, you know, when I'm playing live, I'm the one playing lead guitar. But if I'm in the studio, I I have the mindset of a of a of like a record maker, um, and I can play guitar, and that's definitely my primary instrument. But I mean, I. I think with the bigger picture in mind, and, and I love playing every instrument. So this record, not only for the guitar stuff, but I mean everything. It's just so cool, and and uh, the timing of everything. Um, it's just a. It's a. It sounds dorky to say, but it is just a sexy record that makes you feel cool. It makes normal people feel cool, which is a special thing. If I was to play this rec- record for somebody and start pick a song, I would just start with Rocks Off. I mean, it's just, I don't know if that's cliche to start with the top, but you just go there. This, in, in a way, there's almost, it's hard to look at the track listing and pick the standouts, although, although there are standouts. Um, also just how, how much, uh, how many different genres this record spans in in little ways um, over the course of the whole album is just is exciting to hear, um, like Tumbling Dice and um, Just Want to See His Face and like the Gospels kind of stuff, and then um, Sweet Virginia and Torn and Frayed and more countryside, the rock stuff. Um, Every time I go for a run, I leave my building, I make a left on Jewel Street, Rocks Off is playing, across Norman, I get to the park. I It's like a, you know, it's just embedded in, in me. Thanks for listening to Fidelity High. For an extended version of this episode, including songs from the featured artists, please visit fidelityhigh.com.